start. I'll be real. I'm really excited for you to start watching My Hero Academia again because <laughs> it's it's fire right now. I'm pretty sure next season is going to be like just okay, but the season after that is going to be, whew, it's going to be wild. There's still be some... 15 bucks on the logic card. Brandon's comment. I know it is. <laughs> no, yeah. Think um, the arc that they're in right now is the equivalent of, <laughs> I would say, Naruto chasing after Sasuke. Which time? Uh, the first time. Okay. I'm like, wait, Naruto chasing after Sasuke. So are we just counting all of Shippuden? It's just Shippuden, or... yeah. We're just, watch- we're just replaying Shippuden again. I don't know if I want to do that again. That's like a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> experience, and it was like it was cool because they had me at a certain age and time in my life. I don't think I would ever watch another Shippuden. I'll I- be real. I feel like the arc that they're in right now feels like the entire Naruto versus Sasuke fight. Like, not just, like, not, first not one? pacing. Yeah, the first one. So, like, it's not pacing, obviously, but definitely, like, in terms of I cannot wait for what happens next. Like, it, it gives me vibes back to um, the uh, – oh, man, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, overhaul. The Midoriya Overhaul fight. That's a fantastic when I fight. When I was reading that, like, I was, I was like, I, I can't stop with this arc. This arc's amazing. Yeah, I was. So. I think my only issue with it is, um, and this is going to sound super petty. I'm going to sound like Jake, and I don't want to sound like Jake. I promise. You're twenty. You're twenty five years old, and you're reading a kid's. Book. I'm twenty. I'm twenty six now, fucker. Um, when, when was your birthday? Fuck you. <laughs> um, no. So. My only issue with it, and and this is, I just wish there was more. I'm gonna sound like kind of like a hypocrite, but I'll also Kenshin kind of does this too. In the manga, they expand a little more. The anime didn't really, um, mm. but the Yakuza being there, and that's not only a cool thing for like the manga and anime. That's just a really big thing in Japan. That's essentially like if you wrote an American book and you're like, "Yo, the mafia's in here," and it's like, "Oh, word, the mafia." That's that's big time. Um, in Kenshin's manga, they go into more like the under the underground part of the Yakuza, what they're doing and why they're so involved in the world. Whereas in my hero, now I haven't read the manga, so if the manga says differently, that's not uh, condemning that. But in the anime, it was like you really just got Overhaul's view of it, which is really just him and his and his um, his leader, his guy in front of him. Yeah, I don't know if the manga does differently, but in terms of the anime, they kind of just flash the name and but your only connection to them is overall. I actually think the anime does a better job of expanding on those characters. Um, that's one thing that Horikoshi does. I think he, I think he, he paces it out in a way where he lets the anime have a little bit of free will. Um, he's very fast paced. Like he's the exact opposite of Oda in that sense where Oda will draw out like a couple minutes into like two or three chapters, uh, Horikoshi will 100% just go, and then a week passed, and then a couple days passed, and like you know, and all that's going on within, um, you know, a chapter, you know, and like Midoriya did some training, and now we're here a week later, 
<laughs> just I, I love now. I love that personally. Like that's yeah, one of my biggest too. things with you, Hawkins Show, is the fact of it's like, yo, you just came with the train for six months, and the next episode, we back from six months because yeah. you only need for me personally. And this is, and and this is this might be a controversial opinion or not. I don't know. Training arcs are usually only cool the first or second time you see them. Yeah. I'm not trying to, in every single anime or manga that I watch or read for the rest of my life, watch all these different training arcs because you know what the point of a training arc is. Like, even if you're excited to see a certain power, you know if I'm getting a training arc, it's like, I, I'm going to get this power. I already know what the end goal is. Like, you're not going to surprise me. You can yeah. be – the power could be super cool. This isn't shitting on the powers. But I don't need to see every motherfucker for X amount of chapters, X amount of episodes to go train. Like, it's just, it's needless. Yeah, it gets kind of obnoxious, especially when you do multiple training arcs in a... Naruto? In a, in, yeah. In a, <laughs> well, yeah, after every big arc, he had to learn a new jutsu. Like, not to and like, I, dump, not yeah. to dumb down Naruto, but like he 100% Absolutely. went through and an arc and went, I can't really, you know, he came back from training with Jiraiya with a big Rasengan and then he came back from trying to get Sasuke and failing and he he was given wind jutsu and then he came back from uh <laughs> Jiraiya's death and he learned sage and like, then he came back after you you see what I'm getting at like um we I personally would rather see a training arc like it, to see that character development and that's what I think Naruto did interesting. Um, and it's definitely something that My Hero Academia does very well because it's in the title. They're in school. They're mm. always training, you know? Um, so you get to see we're, what, 260-something chapters into My Hero Academia at this point. Mm-hmm. And it is a 180 on the Midoriya from chapter one. Uh, it's it's it, what if you remember Midoriya from that first chapter where he's nothing, he yeah. is everything right now, you know, um, and it and it it felt like it was well deserved to get there. Like I feel like I could binge this manga, or binge this anime, and feel like I deserve to get be here. Yeah, like there's no filler either, which kind of helps. Yeah. It's. Like, like I said, my thing is, like, I, I'm i okay seeing, like, one, like, the, in terms of Naruto, since we're there, is the Rasengan training arc, cool, I'm with that, because that was also, like, that had a lot in it, that was, like, the introduction to Jiraiya, um, he was, it was the first time we saw him train under someone, not Kakashi, and obviously Sasuke's training arc with Kakashi was flashbacked, but coincided with it in terms of timeline, yeah. um, there was characters introduced. There was a new technique that little did we know would be his only fucking technique he learned the last half of the show. Anyway, um, Ding. there's <laughs> so I'm okay, I'm okay with that one, and I wouldn't change anything about it. But yeah. do I need to see X amount of chapters, or I don't remember how many episodes it was exactly of homie trying to cut a leaf or him sitting under a waterfall? It's a no, shit ton I of not. episodes. I would it's, rather it's just actually, see a flashback. It's actually pr- paced out pretty well in the manga. Like I, I believe he's, it. he's only cut. He's like, it's a couple panels of him cutting a leaf. And then like the next chapter, he cuts the leaf and then the waterfall he figures out in, I think a chapter. Yeah. It's like, it's just or two I, chapters I, or something. 
I would much rather see like, and I and I love these is during a fight, and this is something One Piece does really well is during the fight, Luffy's like, oh, I'm gonna do this, oh, because I learned this here, and you flashback like I love all those little flashbacks to Rayleigh's because they're quick, to, they're to the point, and he's like, oh, I saw this, I need to do this, this is my solution, like perfect, yeah, well, and that's I, all I want to say. I appreciate One Piece because you go, oh, Luffy learned from every single one of his fights, and that's why he can do gear second, gear third, mm-hmm. uh, and take what he learned from gear third and second and make a gear fourth, right? Um, like, you do, I think the perfect example is um, when he fights uh Enel mm-hmm. and he has to figure out how to like he, he literally turns his brain off to f- you know stop mantra which is essentially a weaker version of what Katakuri was doing and so like you have to the idea being like oh you don't you can't be predictable you have to mm-hmm. let instinct take over instinct key which is mm-hmm. the key to observation hockey Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's why Annie's lobby is such a cool arc is a water seven because you could literally the principles he has in that fight against the six powers and Lucci and blue and all them is literally the way that taught Luffy how to fight that point going forward. Like he yeah. learned from every single thing. And he was like, cause that was his first time where obviously Aokiji kind of push the message through that like homie you're not punching no more past this point like your days of yeah. just being the strongest kid on the block like you're done this is high school you now. got lucky with crocodile you should yeah. have been able to beat crocodile absolutely and and that's 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 a good point is like luffy versus crocodile is probably the and this is a wild statement um and i'm not gonna firmly stand on this but off the top of my head that might be luffy's only original fight Considering that had to be his own idea, his own way of doing it, like compared to whereas he has taken from everything else and learned, which is its own form of strategy, obviously. But Crocodile might be his only, this is 100%, my idea, I'm going to do this, this works. Mm -hmm. I'm not a thousand percent, don't quote me on that. There might be, I might be missing one, but off the top of my head, it feels like, because yeah, post, because hell, he beat... (laughs) Homie went second gear in water seven was literally just him saying like, Oh, you motherfuckers can make yourselves go fast and kick skies. Oh, I, oh wait, I, you put your, you put your hands on your knees. Hmm. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me try that. Oh, <laughs> and, like, so, and it's, it's great because it's, um, it makes him an ever evolving character, which is perfect for someone like Oda. It's like, cool. This isn't even if Oda, even only Oda writes the greatest fights in the world, the fights will never be bland because they are constantly evolving as Luffy gets into more fights. Yeah. And Oda also knows what he wants to show us too. Mm. So he knows that like, if he showed us every single fight that happened off screen, we'd get bored. Absolutely. The pacing with one piece is what keeps you kind of in it because every single chapter opens more and more and more and more up. Even the, uh, I wouldn't say filler, but um, setup chapters, they expand on characters' thoughts and character and like adds to their 3D depth. I'll do that towards the camera, 3D depth. Um, No, it definitely does. Um, What was I going to say? 
Oh, so let's start here. By the way, so that was our intro. Back to doing long-winded intros. Um, Wait, that was actually on topic. Wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So here, here's what we're going to do with this one, right? So first off, welcome to the A&M podcast. Obviously, if you've been listening so far, uh, continue to listen in. Shout out to our Lithuanian audience. I'm going to shout are we out. Gonna, are we going to talk about Steve from Minecraft? <laughs> that was announced today. Okay. <laughs> We're going to do this in four segments, right? So we both just ate. So I have an appetizer segment, a breakfast segment, a lunch segment, and then a dinner segment. Okay. Now we might not finish the dinner. Dessert. We're not doing dessert. We're not fat. So I haven't done. uh, Fair. I, the dinner segment, we might not finish. I'm at least going to introduce my, I might rant for like two minutes, but I want to get, I want to get it out in the world. Um, so our appetizer topic is yes, Steve's and Smash. I hate it. I I just I don't get it. I think it's stupid. I I'm gonna main an Enderman. I just I just think it's like Smash is already the the advertisement that Smash is for characters. I get it. And there's like a business partnership, and Microsoft and Nintendo like each other. Um, which actually I forgot. Um, and we didn't include that <laughs> in argument the other week. Microsoft and Nintendo are cool with each other, which is a really like scary thing for Sony. But that's, that's, I'm not going to entertain that conversation again today. We got too much stuff yeah. to talk about. But that was Banjo. Is Banjo was the first time, like Banjo being in Smash literally is, oh, Master Chief's a real possibility. Oh, take your take whatever exclusive you want like oh they could really be in smash now like they like each other they're cool yeah i didn't need i think it's minecraft look sakurai is a crazy man i don't think he made this decision i think he 100 percent did i don't think think this fool no 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 hold on this we're talking about a guy who can play uh super smash brothers on one hand like this guy loves video games yes that's a fact uh, um i know minecraft steve has been circulating the internet as a meme uh for uh a a long time since dlc was even announced for this Mm -hmm. (laughs) like since dlc fighters they were like put him in the dlc fighter pass he wasn't in that and people were like, oh, okay, that's that. And then Sakurai announced DLC pack two. <laughs> and people went, oh my God, Steve from Minecraft's coming. You, he did it as a joke, my guy. <laughs> he had to. I 100% think this fool is insane. And he knows people are down with it. And <laughs> Justin's not happy. <laughs> Justin's not happy. <laughs> so let me, let me start with this as a... <laughs> this is why I say soccer. You said not, this is an appetizer. This is like no, no. This is an, an appetizer platter. It's, it's an this appetizer because I'm I'm gonna say my piece and then I'm gonna get off this topic because I don't like Steve. <laughs> um, Matt, I think Ender Game, Ender Man. I, I think Sakurai has only one power, which is um, in terms of picking the characters, which I think he has a power to say no if he thinks he can't do it. So meaning, like if you told him, all right. I want, let's say Master Chief was a possibility, right? Because um, you're talking about Microsoft. If someone told him, yo, Master Chief needs to be in Smash, and Sakurai was like, 
I can't design him to be any different than Snake. I wouldn't be doing video game justice to him. I can't do it. Like, I think he has that. But in terms of, yeah. I think, I think these are all business decisions. Like, business is fuck. Joker comes. How does? Why do we get Joker? New Persona game. Why do we get Byleth? New Fire Emblem game. Why do we get Banjo? Yeah. Ah, we're partnered with Microsoft. All of these are just. Not, no disrespect to Sakurai. Um, these are coming from people who are just way more important on Nintendo than him. These are people that are making, that are part of why Nintendo is a multi-billion dollar company. There's, it's a circle of them, and they are essentially giving orders saying, yo, this is our next direction. He has some creator control, which, like I said, is just to say no. Or even if they tell him, like, hey, we're doing Minecraft. Here's a list of characters from Minecraft. And then he might have the say-so in, like, I, I could do Steve or I could do this. Um, with Piranha Plant, Nintendo was like, we want to jack ourselves off. We need another Nintendo character in there. And he was like, uh, they were probably how I, like. How, how am I going to get Piranha Plant? I, I feel like this guy, like, I don't think he ever goes, how the fuck am I going to do that? I feel like he goes, oh, my God, I can't wait to try it. <laughs> like, no, I think. Like, oh my god, a potted plant? I'm down. <laughs> I think he's excited for it. I think I think he loves the game enough he's excited for it, but I think there are certain characters he would stay away from. I think there are certain things he's like, I yeah. I just Well he's he wanna work or I just like I said, I don't think I don't think he I don't think he starts off with no, but I think he has his creative authority is the chance to say, No, I can't do this. That's why I think you get certain characters from certain franchises, even if you don't feel like they're the most. I think that's why we got Cloud instead of Sephiroth. He might not feel like he can make Sephiroth, although he made Arsene, which would literally operate just like it, but that's another story. Yeah, well, I feel like he also, he's going to pick characters that, like, he's not making um, jump stars, you know what I mean? Where he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll pick everyone from anime, or I'll pick everyone from this game that everybody loves. No, 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 no. Like, he'll pick the main character. Min Min's um, not a main, though. Terry's not a main. Terry isn't a main, but uh, he... Cloud, You, if you're going to go Final Fantasy, you're going to pick Cloud. Like, I, Seth, Seth, like you're not going to do Sethroth. I almost... So, that's the only one that I'm like... So, and Cloud's, it's kind of a toss-up, um, only because... Yes, I, Cloud, I've, I've, I'm on record of saying Cloud is the poster boy for Final Fantasy, which is impressively hard to do in the games that have nothing to fucking do with each other. Um, yeah. And the fact that he is still that relevant, he is like, there's people that if they didn't know anything, they would think Cloud is like the main character of Final Fantasy. Like, homie's just in all of them. And it's like, nah, homie doesn't even know what the fuck happens in 1 through 6 and 8 through 14. Well, it's the same with, um, it's the same with uh, uh, Xenoblade. The dude from Z- Shulk's just in like one. He's in the first one. He's not in the second one. Oh, he's not. They just re, they're remastering his, though, aren't they? Mm, I thought they're no, remastering. Chronicles. They're remastering the second one, the one that he isn't in. Oh, I think. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Xenoblade when I played it. I've I've never played, but I, um, I couldn't get into it. I was like, I was like, what What am I supposed to do? I don't want to be under leveled, but I don't want to be over leveled. Like, and I I felt like I wasn't fighting either. Because everything was on auto, and I was like, well, "What's the, what's the point?" Yeah. Any, but to uh, because it's just the appetizer. Um, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of Steven Minecraft. Like, I get it. It's the Bruh, I'm gonna bird. buy the deal. I guarantee you get more people to buy those DLC packs. Oh, I think so too. 
I think I think he is. It's, Minecraft is the weirdest console seller I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I think it will. I think it makes sense. It makes sense business wise. I'm just not excited for it. It's no different than Byleth. No. Byleth makes sense business wise. I didn't like Byleth. Um, Banjo made sense. I was excited for Banjo, and then they turned him into this really shitty. I want to camp, but I don't want to camp character, and I just he's just bad. Um, Joker is just overpowered. Um, <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate Joker with the past. Is he still? They haven't nerfed him yet. They they they've nerfed him, and he's still insane. Like it just oh. it's not a matter of. Like when you nerf somebody who's like a ten star, like homie's just down to like maybe like a nine point seven now, and he's still he's he's absurd. Him and Pikachu need to both go find a fire and die in it. Um, that's the episode. Oh, did, Bowser, did they nerf Bowser? Is that what? I no, Bowser's no Bowser's got all kinds of buffs, but Bowser is still now partly because of character design, he's just a fat ass. Joke Joker's just an insane Joker's just. Man, I could bitch about this all day. I can't do this. Just... Anyway, moving right, on from the appetizer. We have eaten the appetizer. Steve is, in, Steve is in Smash. Pokemon. For breakfast. And this, I thought, was a really cool one um, because we've incorporated more Avatar Talk the last couple episodes. Oh, oops. Um, I do have um, a very interesting Avatar question for you. And I think I be... have an announcement. Pokemon DLC 1022. Just saying. Gang, gang. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, all right. Now, I think you're going to be on. I think, this. <laughs> I think you're going to be on the side of this is probably the least hyped group versus the most hyped group in terms of this versus in Avatar, yeah. right? So, for our versus, you said this is breakfast. This is our versus for breakfast. We're fighting for breakfast. Okay. I'm going to give you the Red Lotus. But I'm going to give you, and I'm going to give you, there's three different scenarios here. And I'm, and I'm stealing this idea, but I thought it was super cool. So I wanted to talk about it. Shout out to, I'm always in the fuck up homie's name. It's Antoine Bedell, I believe. Uh, he's a YouTuber who just does a bunch of avatar talk. Um, super cool. If you are not completely up to date, don't go watch him because homie has a hard spoiler disclaimer. If you're not cut up, don't watch me. <laughs> so... Oh, does he go into like the books too? Oh, he's he's into the books. So he does super hard breakdowns, and it's like, it, it's but he's he's really fucking good. Even if you get something spoiled for you, like he is just really fucking good at it. So, yeah, no, just ten out of ten. Go watch his channel if you're caught up. Super cool. Um, but he did a Red Lotus versus White Lotus versus, but he broke it down into three of them. And he now he's on record of saying the White Lotus is overhyped. We just there is nostalgia and fanfare attached to them versus. He's the talking Red about like the OG, like Iroh's White Lotus. Iroh's White Lotus. He says they are overhyped because of the fanfare around. It's because he does it on a completely what we actually know basis. Okay. So you can't just because we think, and I'm I'm a part of this. I think Iroh could cure cancer. Iroh's never shown us he could cure cancer. I just love the character, so I'm like, yo, I'm rolling with him. If he can cure cancer, he cures it. But we have to take what we've actually seen of him. Uh, the same thing with Boomy. Uh, the same thing with, um, uh, da, da, da. I'm going to fuck up the waterbender's name, who I always forget now, Sokka and Katara's grandpa-in-law. Oh, um... I'm going to fuck up names. So I'm going to start Googling names here, but, um, and then Paku, Paku, Paku. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then Sokka's, and then Sokka's master, um, who also's name I forget, but I'm going to start Googling some names here. So it's those guys and why we have to be now basing it just off what we've actually seen is where it gets interesting because how many fights have you actually seen them in? I think we've seen Boomy. We've only seen them in one, really. And it's half-assed. Like, Boomy fought Aang in episode six. Or episode you, four, I'm sorry. Do you, you don't think Boomy that took back? I, I, but I do, but we haven't technically. Now, I'm not going to base ours off of. We can have our own conversation. I'm just saying what he did. Okay. Which I understand why he did it. Because, yes, if you only take off what we see, these are four characters that they're legacy characters. Like, yeah. we know of their achievements without actually seeing them. Okay? Um, so, I'm going to Google this here. Versus the Red Lotus. Now, we're going to give you three different fights here. Or we're going to break it down kind of like he did. All right. So, the first fight is the OG Red Lotus, which includes Unalak, versus um, the White Lotus, which they don't oh, really ever fun. change. But... The only the only white lotus change is there will be a white lotus and then there will be a white lotus uh, with Sozin's comet because obviously that's a big difference with Iroh and Zhang Zhang. Um, so we're talking. Are we talking Iroh and his prime, or are we talking Iroh and the white lotus? So that's where I'm going to give you as a second scenario. So this first one is OG Red Lotus versus White Lotus as we see them, so elderly. Okay. Or at least elderly as they are. I don't really know how old Sokka's master is, but he looks younger than the rest of them. Um, so let me see here if I can bring up their, do they just have their names? All right. So we got Boomy, Iroh, Zhang Zhang, Paku, and Pandao for the White Lotus. Okay. Then for the Red Lotus, and I fuck up their names too, um, but I'm going to pull this up here. We have Unalak. We have Zaheer, but Zaheer is not a bender. This is OG Red Lotus. Uh, we're talking OG. Okay, okay. OG, OG Red Lotus. So Zaheer is still has the same fighting style, but has no air bending. Okay. Um, let me look up. Let's see if they have the members here too. All right, perfect. So we got. Uh, damn, damn, damn. They just have a bunch of deceased on their wiki page. <laughs> Poor the fucks. Red Lotus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, yes, yeah, so we have Unalak, Zaheer. Dead. Dead. <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Holy <laughs> uh Minghua and Gazan. Okay. Okay. So this is the first scenario, those five versus the five of the white lotus as they are elderly, um, or in at the time we see them at the end of Last Airbender, versus Red Lotus. No here is not an airbender yet. This is OG as fuck. Um early thoughts. Who do you think who would you say is taking this? Early thoughts. Hmm. We're talking OG. OG Red Lotus versus end of last Airbender White Lotus. Um. I'd go White Lotus. You would go White Lotus. Yeah, we're we're, ta we're talking like not during the comet. Not during the comet. This is not comet White Lotus. Yeah, I'd say White Lotus. This you want me to give it a reason? Yeah. Talk to um, the people. Talk to the people. Let them know. I think Master Paku would have been able to water bend homegirl's arms. <laughs> and I think Jean Jean is Jean Jean and Iroh are at peace 
enough where I think combustion bending, they've seen it and they know how to fight it. Mm -hmm. And then Zaheer with no air bending versus a swordsman who's mastered fighting styles from all four nations because that was his thing. Yeah, that was yeah. his thing. I, I think he's in he's in trouble. And and then lava bending against Boomy? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, okay, so this is I take for this scenario, um, I actually think the White Lotus, this is their best chance to win. Yeah. Uh, reason being is I don't believe um, I would actually mix up the matchups here because I don't think the red load, I don't think they would fight one-on-one -on -one per se. And the reason why you don't fight one-on-one -on -one per se is because when you have plea, you don't fight one-on-one -on -one because bitch makes shit go boom. Yeah. So You're talking about like just a group versus a group? A, 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 I think they would turn it into that. I think the red load, I think the white Lotus win if they could turn it into one-on-one. -on -one. I don't think they get a chance to though. Uh, reason being is I actually, I don't think Paku would fight Mingwa. I think Zaheer is smart enough to know I that's not the matchup I want. Um, I think she only fought um, Aang's daughter. Why, why drawing the blank on her name? Um, Kaya. Is, yeah, Kaya. I think she only fought Kaya because she was just a better waterbender than Kaya. She didn't have to worry about it. So I don't, mm. I think they would work it out where she's not going against Paku. Um, I think Plea is kind of in the background, able to disrupt. Uh, Boomy against a lava bender, I don't think works because you're just giving homie ammo. Like as strong That's as true. I think Boomy is, like um Bolin literally couldn't fight Gazan because he was like, it every was time I throw a rock, homie turns into lava. It. Yeah. Yeah. So No, you're right. You're right. I think they have in this scenario, um, and then plus you have Unalak, who I think cancels out with Paku. Um I think that one. Yeah, kind of a I think up. I think they're both they're, they're both bending masters. Yeah, I think Mingwa needs to worry about uh, Iro. That's exactly what I think she goes after yeah. because she, Iroh, she has to worry about Iro because he'll shoot lightning at that bitch. But I don't think also I think also the way her against Iro, I actually like her in that matchup. Because Iroh at the end of Last Airbender, he has a lot of things. He's not fast. And I think you need a lethal amount of lightning, which just goes against his style of fighting. And I don't think he has enough time to prepare a lethal amount of lightning as quick as she is. Mm -hmm. As well as having to worry about bitch in the back going boom, boom, shit blows up. Yeah. Now, Zhang Zhang is kind of my outlier. I think he stands out in this fight at, at this stage because... I think Zhang Zhang is insanely strong. I just don't think we ever got to really see him fight. Um, but Homie created literally to this day the largest wall of fire non Zozin's comment. Like that's not that's not yeah debatable. Homie was he, just he literally was able to turn a candle into like you know yeah it's burned down a forest with a candle. So I think he is he went full California. Damn. Um, it's a girl. Um, so I do think Zhang Zhang is kind of, if the white Lotus were to win, like Zhang Zhang would have to have like an MVP ass performance. Um, and I think Zaheer against, um, uh, what's my man's name? I just had it. Uh, uh, Piandao, I think actually goes in Zaheer's favor because 
Zuko was scared of Zaheer never having seen Zaheer airbending. Like, that's true. Introduction was they could take out anybody. Not just, it don't matter if you're the Avatar, Fire Lord, nothing. Like, if Homie is dangerous and was locked, like, they had to lock Homie in the sky with no bending. Yeah. So, I think. That was his, that was his thing. His fighting style probably was. Insane. Insane, yeah. He probably, him versus Pian Dao would be a very interesting fight. Because they probably both utilized both, um, uh, all, all four nations in some aspect absolutely and i think zahir is hard to hit um just because his style he's very oh i agree he probably incorporated everyone's fighting style he obviously mostly incorporated airbending and airbenders are a bitch to hit and the way yeah especially no one no one's ever fought an airbender before i really wish they had told us if he was an acolyte of ang or something that'd been dope that would have been an interesting tie-in so, um, I, 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 overall, I think the White Lotus actually win this round. Um, un, yeah, unless Zhang Zhang does. Without Sozin's comment? With, it's without Sozin's comment. Okay. So, I'm going to well, give I'm one. Th- I was talking about, like, I'm thinking, like, Zaheer with airbending. Well, that's our next scenario. That's so, the next scenario. Scenario number two. We now get Red Lotus during Korra. So Zaheer gets airbending, but not flight. Uh, it's very important. Uh, but they lose Unalak because Unalak is no longer part of the Red Lotus at this time. He is with Vatu doing his own thing. Wait, no flight? No flight because it's a very important difference. And this is why when you get to the third scenario. So we still have Plea is still there. Oh, uh, okay. Still have Gazan. You still have Mingwa. And now you have Zaheer, but Zaheer has airbending. Now we're going to go against um, the White Lotus with Sozin's Comet. So, Zhang Zhang and Iroh get a power boost. I don't think it's ever said that Waterbenders lose anything. No. I, I think Combustion Bending goes up, though. She also Yes, she also You'll does, too. You'll get a fat boost. Yes, which... <laughs> she just shoots nukes out of her head. <laughs> That's combustion Bending during Sozin's Comet. Ah... That might be <laughs> that. This is where, uh, starting off, I think the White Lotus win this because I think there's enough. I, I'm literally just taking a numbers game here, and I think two juiced up firebending masters versus a bitch who I'm I think literally could explode mountains <laughs> during someone's comment. Um, do start to cancel each other out, yeah. Um, and then I think between Piandao and Bumi and um, Impaku handle enough while avoiding getting exploded. Um, Gazan, which lava bending—that's earth bending. It yeah, won't get a they boost. boost. Okay, no boost. Um, so then Gazan, Mingwa, and Zaheer can now fight. I think really the Zaheer and Piandao fight. I think with air bending, Zaheer wins that. Yeah. Um, but I also think now this lets Paku fight Minghua, where I don't think he would have in the past. Um, and then we have Boomy versus um, Boomy still can't fuck. Fuck. Yeah, Gazan. Gazan knocks him down. I might him down. still have. 
Yeah, no, see, this one I might still have fucking – this is tough. It, if I might I, still go Red Lotus. I'll be real. That's what I'm thinking. Like, like so I like Iroh, and Iroh was able to, like, shoot a fireball out of his mouth and blow a hole through Fa Sing Se, but so was Gazan. That, he literally melted the wall. Yes, and – And he didn't need a uh, comet to do it. And what – um, And I think if – I think if uh, Pali is shooting nukes out of her head, I think she's a monster. She's a, she might be more broken than two juiced up firebending masters. That's where it's like, that's the part I could like the argument part, but man. Uh, yeah, I don't Lotus. think White Lotus. I might, I, I, I think I agree with you. I think White Lotus can't stand, doesn't stand up to him. There, the Red Lotus just uses too much unique bending styles um psychic bending you have uh lava bending you have combustion bending there's just so much unique and then air bending like there, there wasn't a member of the white lotus that had air bending yeah. so how do you fight that how do you fight what you literally can't see essentially so i don't i don't think i i i think i agree i don't think the white lotus could ever beat the red lotus now iroh in his prime that's where so there's there's five scenarios for this and this is where it's going to get really funny oh my god we got lot, five of these well, well no trust me the last two were quick because the last two the white lotus body them and it's not really i'm sorry the white lotus bodies on one and the red lotus bodies another but it's not close and you'll see why yeah uh the next scenario though is we're talking um, more criminal iroh <laughs> no we're going in prime white lotus okay no, I'm sorry. No, save that. Save it. Save it. I'm sorry. I might only have two more. Apologies. Okay. Scenario number three is, and I think this is the one where the White Lotus is body him, and this is just a matter of numbers. Um, Zeher has flight. But because so Zeher no has plea. flight, no plea, you just have him, Mingwa, and Gazan, and versus... against the White Lotus, and it's five versus three, and I think they just did fucked. Is this during Sozin's comment, too? I. I don't even think you need Sozin's comment for this one. I'm not putting Sozin's comment, and I don't think they need it. It's just it's five versus three at this point, and I think they just get bodied. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I there's think, any. I think I, I think Zakir wouldn't even do that fight. Yeah, like homie be flying away. Like I right, I'm out. <laughs> um, then there is we're gonna do an interesting one. We will give you Zakir with flight, and we're going to give you plea back. Because magic. But we are She's putting the, the White Lotus all in their prime. Like, whatever their prime was, like, that's where they're coming at from. Hmm. During Sozin's comment or not? Nah? No, because that wouldn't line up with their prime, technically. And I know their primes don't all necessarily have to line up exactly, but... We're just talking about Sozin's. them at their best. At their best, and this, I also, I am also probably I, giving to the White Lotus. I don't think so. We're talking like, uh, no, I, I think Red Lotus have it against the pro. My, because we, we, we know that Iro in his prime never. Got like he never made it. He he couldn't conquer Bossing say. But that's okay. So, and like with with armies, he couldn't get through that wall. 
Ah, uh, I, y yes, but I think that is a, I don't think that's the right scenario for this because bossing say is a war that is the earth kingdom is doing everything in its power to stop you. Like this is a, this is an army. What do you, what do you want to ask for? Uh, it, Padres are oh. winning. Okay. Uh, yeah, when you when you watch this video back, uh, I'm like, it's just home run after home run. Fucking slam Diego. <laughs> anyway, keep going. I'm listening. Um, so that is an entire army, which this is not an army defending. And I think really the combination, and I think the MVP in this fight, um, I think a prime boomy is just a monster. And I think yeah. Prime, I think Prime Boomy is enough where I don't think Homegirl gets out of control. Like explosions are not. I I think there is enough Earth to bend, and I think he can in his prime. I think Boomy contains her, which is why I don't think she's as much of a monster because I think Boomy in his prime is fast, which is really I don't think Boomy ever loses strength throughout his life, but I think he's yeah. definitely not as well, fast. Well, he makes comments where he's like, "My bones hurt." <laughs> Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I, he's like, I don't fight. I'm 112 years old. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to fight shit. We're talking about, like, a solid 40-year-old Boomy. Right? Absolutely. Like a 45-year-old Boomy who was able to, who knows what, eat, and I, eat rocks. That's what he could do. <laughs> like, but, and I think he contains a solid her. solid 65-year-old Boomy. <laughs> when we in his prime of 65. That's, yeah, Earthbenders are always in their prime. Is what I between yeah. the ages of twenty and a hundred, they're in their prime. Everything yeah. after is like it's all downhill from here. <laughs> At hundred, you, you ever have like an 80, 80 years of being in your prime? What a Fuck. stupid fucking power! Oh, <laughs> so yeah, so I got I got prime booming wrecking shit and. I'm I'm going to take the argument of well yes the White Lotus could probably be perceived as like bigger than they are because they are legacy characters. Um, whenever do legacy characters like disappoint when they're actually yeah. shown in their like why they became a legend like why they became a legend like if we ever really get to see like that Garb Roger Verzebic fight I don't have a doubt in my mind Garb is going to terrify me for the rest of my life. And be like, oh, he could have killed every single person. You all only get to do this shit because Garp is old now. Like, Garp, I'm fully convinced. If I ever see that fight, I will I will confidently come in here and say, like, yeah, no, he could have one-shotted Kaido. Yeah. Yeah, like. <laughs> fist, of, fist of love had nothing on Dragon Scale. Yeah, like, homie is, I'm, I'm, so the idea that I get five, and let's even say this, because I'm not even going to say, like, Paku's a master, but I'm not going to say he's a legacy one, right? Um, I think there's a difference. Yeah, I Iros, don't think Paku is, like, that good. I think Katara is way more absolute Paku. But Iroh, 100% a legacy bender. Uh, Bumi, 100% a legacy bender. And Zhang Zhang, uh, Zhang Zhang fought the Fire Nation at the beginning of the war because he was like, I'm done with this shit. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> so, like... I want that, like, even, uh, 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 what's, uh, Pian Dao, you, you could argue if he is, he's not a bender, but you could argue if he's a legacy swordsman. I, I'll even take him out of it. Say he's not one. I get yeah. three legacy benders in their prime. 
I, I don't think – I think there's also a reason because of those three that is partly why uh, – how'd you put this? I don't want to sound stupid here. Um, those three in particular are probably, if you could put together an actual timeline, are why the Red Lotus doesn't form until and when it does. Because if you're trying to make a faction out of a group, you don't do it when the group is at their strongest because you know you have no chance. And yeah. if you look around and you're like, oh, Iroh's right there. Oh, Boomy's right there. Oh, Zhang Zhang's over here. Oh, wait. nah, fam, we're not revolting today. I'm sorry, let's try it again in 10 years. We'll keep talking, it's cool. But he will kill me. He will kill me. He, he will kill me with his foot firmly up my ass. I'm good. Boomy's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have in prime. Now, the Red Lotus, before I even get to it, they body the next fight. Like, it's not even close. But I think in this one, I think in prime, all five White Lotus, I think Rex, even Zaheer with flight and plea. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... I'll, I'll get behind it just for the sake of time. Yeah, yeah, I'll get behind it. Now this next one, final scenario. <laughs> hey man, look. <laughs> this is a big breakfast. It is. Um, <laughs> but this one's quick. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you the White Lotus at the end of Last Airbender, and I'm gonna give them Sozin's comment. Right? I'm even give okay. them niggas a second life. They get to die and come back. <laughs> but I get the Red Lotus. <clears throat> with Unavatu. Uh absolutely. I get the Red Lotus. I get the Red Lotus. All of them niggas is alive. And I'm talking about alive and full prime, meaning I get Zahir with flight. I get plea. I get Unavatu. I get <laughs> I get Gazan. I Darius, get everybody. I have I get I win. I, they win. It's not close. And actually, Unavatu might kill all of them anyway at the end. But <laughs> Unavatu, I think, wins that fight. The I, guy literally shoots a Kamehameha out of his like chest. Yeah. So scenario. So overall, though. So you're um, right. Kuvira wins <laughs> at the end of this battle royale. Oh. Kuvira is uh, the uniter. That's. That's a wild unite. I united the Lotus. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are that is our breakfast. Um, white Lotus versus Red Lotus. Um, I think it was interesting though because I think a lot of people would probably just take the White Lotus off rip because once again they are legacy people. We love them as a fan base. Um, but the Red Lotus ain't no bitch. Like, yeah. I think in a lot of scenarios they win. Um, the only in one most, they get. Yeah, I think they have if. I think the only one I can kind of get behind is uh, the White Lotus in their prime mm. fighting. That with, and, no, with no Unalak and no Unovatu. Like, yeah. And then the only other one, it just because of a numbers thing, is obvi- like, yes, if Zaheer has flight and you lose plea, five versus three is just kind of tough. And it's just, it, when, it would never be a fight just because Zaheer would be like, no, nah, we got to get more people before we go do that. Um, yeah. But. Otherwise, yeah, I know the Red Lotus. The Red Lotus can fight people. Um, They're fucking monsters. Take a five-second break, and we're gonna eat some lunch. All right, time for lunch. Padres are up eleven Padres to nine. Up. Denver's up twenty-seven, twenty-five. Aye, aye, aye! But this this pitcher. Um, and so. All right, so lunch is 
what you guys all come here for every week. Uh, the One Piece, one piece is on break next week. <laughs> anyway. We're not um, getting chapter 1000 this year. No, we still know that put what that puts us nine ninety nine. I bet we're break. gonna get we're probably gonna get he's probably gonna start off next year with one thousand. He he was like twenty twenty doesn't deserve me at my best. Twenty twenty one boys, see you then. Every interview I've read with Oda though says that he's having a great time. He loves this arc so much. Believe it. He's having a good time. The um, all right. So no, we get to, so we get to the chapter, and man, man, I am. So first, let's let's start with this. Let's try to go in some chronological order because we don't usually with the chapters. No. You first get a great Luffy moment because it's something only Luffy pulls off without seeming corny or like completely. It is it is a stupid and makes no sense moment, but it makes a thousand percent sense for Luffy. Yeah, it's very Luffy. Yeah, so cha- chapter starts out with X Drake, and he says, "Hey, I know I was with Kaido like five minutes ago, but <laughs> like ten seconds ago, yeah. I was with Kaido. <laughs> but now I want to be with you, but I can't tell you why I'm with you, and I need you just to trust me, man." Which sounds obviously like bullshit, and the entire crew is like, "Nah, well, Zoro." Even, even Zoro, I, I, I didn't expect Zoro to like, for like Luffy to go, "Yeah, sure," and then Zoro to go, "What the fuck?" Like, and like doubt. Maybe it's because they're in the heat of the moment, but like, I, I was like, Zoro doesn't believe him. I mean, at first, and then like we get to, both of them are gonna fight Scratch Man, so. Yeah, no, it's, which I love there. That's I did. I, I would agree with you on Zoro's comment. I thought it was weird at first. I think that is us overanalyzing every single thing that's said. Because yeah. Zoro's immediate flip statement is like, the whole reason they're going to fight Scratch Man is they just look at each other and go, dog, he's annoying. Let's fuck him up. And he's like, yeah, I was going to do it anyway. Why not? And that was more in line with Zoro's normal personality. Um, and which is why... Well, initially it was a weird comment. I I don't take too much from it now because Zoro flipped back to being Zoro, which is he yeah. just wants to cut Scratchman because Scratchman is loud and annoying and Scratchman is fucking nerves. Does Scratchman flip also? Do we get do we get the supernovas together in this arc or is that the next arc? No, it's definitely not this arc. I don't okay. think because they've been setting. So I am fascinated with x drake because he's been set up basically since law's backstory Mm -hmm. like they threw in a little bit of x drake into law's backstory so i'm like oh this guy's always been important (laughs) no absolutely he absolutely has the um give me a second here why are we doing this um sorry i'm just checking my phone real quick oh my phone got hot as fuck I know. I'm. I. What is. What is mine at? I'm at. I'm at nine percent. We're good. Um. I. I just need this fucker to strike. Get three strikeouts, and then we can go home. Um. What you call it? No, actually, being super important. Um. I don't think we get the supernova flip yet because it would be. It. it I. It's too early. I, I still think we're gonna get the panel where it's 
all of them versus Blackbeard at one point. And it would be a little too drastic right now because you'd have to have Hawkins yeah. would have to flip. X-Jake would have to flip. You'd have to shove the other seven in here. There's like, no Capone. Yeah. Bonnie's somewhere. Yeah. It would feel really – now – I like I, the idea that we set them up. Like Hawkins absolutely. Like Hawkins is already kind of alluded to someone dying in this arc, and I think it's going to be Kinemon. I, 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 I think Kinemon's going to die. I'd be um, so cool with that. Yeah. I, I think that – not to steal the chapter's name, but, like, I am so okay with – and I think it's I think Oda's gonna set it up this way where um Oh cool. Alright, there we go. Now my phone's working again. Um I believe that I think I got all of them dying, honestly. And I think this is going okay. to be a because this is a really good impression too for Luffy's not gonna be able to finish this fight. I think he gets involved in it, obviously, with Kaido. But I think he's not going to be able to finish it. And he already hates Big Mom um, for her role with Fisherman Island. And I think this will give him a reason to hate Kaido on top of what he's already done. Because I don't think Luffy hates Kaido, even though he threw him in prison and knocked him the fuck out. I think that's just a, oh, this guy beat me up. I'm going to try to beat him up next time. Yeah. But he kills Kinamon and the samurai and leaves an impact that now gives Luffy a reason to be like, nah, fuck this. We really got to beat Big Mom. We really got to beat Kaido. Um, oh, that's right. Because you don't think you don't think any of them are going down this arc, right? I is that what the new theory is? Uh, I'm gonna sound like hypocrites. I feel like I go back and forth, but it's because Oda is literally doing a cock tease. Like he'll say something that makes you go, "Oh, maybe Luffy is just gonna say fuck it and go all out this chat this arc," and then he's like, then he'll tell you something, and it's like, I maybe he really can't. We haven't even seen the full aftermath of, like, the last page of this arc, which is Kaido literally saying, bitch, you ever seen Fire Blast? You ever seen Fire Blast from level 100 Charizard? You ever seen, you ever seen a nigga Gigantamax and then true Max Flare? Like, we, until, like, like I, if I see the aftermath of that and it's like, oh, they're already all dead and he just blew up half a Wano, then no, I, Luffy can't fight him. I just think, like, everyone, I wouldn't be surprised if Keenan goes down. He's, he's kind of my theory. I think it'd be strange if Oda killed off uh, all of them. Um, I think, I think he, he's a little too liberal with, like, I think if he, if this was, uh, if this wasn't One Piece, he'd probably kill everybody, but it's One Piece. And so he's very big on like key characters, like a key character dying. Um, now, Kaido might whoop the shit out of all, is going to whoop the shit out of all of them. But I think Kinemon poses a very big threat to, uh, he can literally cut Dragonfire. That is a soup. I, that is, I, yeah, I love like this. That, I forgot that. I genuinely. Foxfire, saw, Foxfire, Kinemon. Yeah. Yeah. I, but he doesn't really, how many times have you actually seen him swing a sword? Uh, like Punk Hazard, <laughs> that yeah, and he actually was able to cut fire. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I love when he did that. I was like, oh yeah, that's why you're like not just a bitch. Um, but it. So my reason with them all dying though is it's more like 
it fits with the style of the arc, which it's a super Japanese-influenced arc that is obvious samurai, like, hey, you got to go out if... Oh, let's go. Oh, motherfucker. Um, what are you watching? They just, they just overthrew the ball. Um, the Bronco Jets game. Um, oh. So... <laughs> I forgot it's Thursday. <laughs> so when it's just more like samurai thing, why have them all going out? Not necessarily traditional one piece style of writing. Cause I agree with you. Oda doesn't kill people off very often, but to have, even if let's say they just all get imprisoned, right? Like they're imprisoned to Kaido, something, something bad I think is going to happen to all of them to make Luffy have a grudge against Kaido. Um, I don't believe at the moment, and this could literally change the next chapter. Um, that he's going to beat Kaido right now. But I also would be shocked if... I, it's, I don't know. I I think... I think we have a lot more of Wano. That's, that's really... That's really... Game three, baby. <laughs> Game three, baby! That's... Uh, that would see if I knew how many more chapters there was in Wano, I would give like a more concrete theory, but he's just giving, he's given us so much and there's so much to continue with the theme of like breakfast, lunch, dinner, all that good shit. There's so much food on the plate and so much food at like this buffet that you're never going to really know unless, unless they tell you, Hey, got to kick you fuckers out at seven. If it's, Five o'clock, I, I got two more hours to eat. I know realistically how much food I could eat in two hours. Versus if it's 24-7 buffet, dog, how much more food could I eat before I'm done here? And it's... I, I think Wano is set to be a very long arc. Um, I it's don't know. Long. Oh, it's long. Like, But we're talking about the climax of... It's a, it's a climax of everything uh i know it'll sound kind of like a contradiction but uh the story arc we talked about last week where it starts with big mom and ends with big mom and that's the new world arc and then wano's its own thing the reality is kaido is very much what they've been like the moment they got into the new world it's always been leading to kaido um that's Mm -hmm. emphasized by zoro when they make it to Zoe and they go, look, we've, we're on a steam engine path to Kaido. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Oda was just down to like, take his sweet ass time with this because he knows he, 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 he has stated, he knows exactly how the next arc is going to go. He's already outlined it. He knows how one piece ends. Oda can, Oda knows how one piece ends. He said, without a doubt, he knows exactly where it's going. Um, so he can take a sweet-ass time with this, man. And COVID's been a shit year. <laughs> COVID's COVID been has been year. a shit year. That's a that's a statement. COVID has been a shit year. So the... Uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went at this for another, like, two years. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I don't want... No, I don't want to be that long. We don't know. We I I would I would. You know what I mean? Like you think we get another you think he can wrap this up in 50 chapters? I I and we're I, talking about him no breaks. We're talking no break Oda. Well, I 
Okay. If he takes no breaks, he can wrap this up in 52 chapters. No, but I don't think he needs. I don't think he needs 52 chapters. I think Wano should have like a solid 30 chapters left at the max. I think this should be done next year. Um, I don't think because so. because well, look at the point we're at. Like we are already in the lion's den. Like Kaido yeah. is right in front of us. Big Mom is right in front of us. We have this big bat. Like how long can you really and how long? Can don't you, don't you, you dare ask how out. long. Don't you dare ask how long we can drag I, this out. Don't we, you dare. It's we start, the wrong we, author. No, no, we start, but we started out with how do you want your training arcs to be? And yeah. I don't want, because you lose value in writing or anything creative, if you show me, like, if, if you show me things that are too similar too many times, eventually it's going to lose its effect. Yeah. This is why... And just because it's my favorite arc and I always go back to it, I don't want to see fights like Marine Ford all the time. I, I love yeah. the fact Marine Ford was – it was stretched out. It was a lot of fodder. You got to see all these different guys in different areas. But that's what made it unique. It's the only fight in one piece we've seen like that. And I'm okay for the final war to look like that too. I don't, there's enough people in Wano right now to recreate that, but I don't want that right now. Like I still want it to be – I want to focus on the crew. I want to focus on the elites. I, I'm really enjoying the fact that, and I don't think we included this in our last one, um, Jack is getting whooped by... Yeah. Jack <laughs> is getting fucking whooped. And Kaido's merciful. That's a big, that's a big thing. Kaido, Kaido only not, cares about his big three. Kaido only cares about the big three. And that is different. That is, that is something that is interesting because Big Mom cares about no one. Doesn't give a fuck about no one. She wants yeah. to make sure her certain souls are still like good. Like that's why like Zeus and um, uh, Prometheus get the special treatment, kind of. But yeah. she just wants them to be close to her. Kaido actually was like, nah, because Jack's on the ground. He's like, man, I'm sorry, I can't do it. They're beating the shit out of me. And Kaido's like, nah, dog, don't worry, you good. These these things are just monsters. Like, do you fucking see them? Like, they're literally monsters. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Nah, my my thing is i think we get i think it's another 50 chapters i don't want that's that'd be nah because we gotta get the kaido backstory and that's gonna be like 10 chapters okay can i argue this yeah real quick um i don't think we get kaido's backstory right now um i think there is going to be and this might be I'm going to trust Oda on this one. But I think we get, especially now, and I misspoke last week, since all of the emperors have to do with two origin crews, I think we start to knock out like hard backstory of all of them in terms of you can go from the backstory of Zebek, which then explains the backstory of Roger, Garp, that era of Marines, which then in a natural progression, you get into, all right, what really is the spinoff of Roger dying? Roger dying, birth, now Kaido, who was one of the ones left up from Zebek, he is now strong enough and the Roger in the way, he starts to rise as an Emperor. Big Mom, because all of them, in my book, the way I view it, besides Whitebeard, Big Mom and Kaido were not strong enough at the time of Roger's death to be in that class. Emperor yeah. was obviously a class created, like Zebek was probably not considered an Emperor. That was not a title at that point in time. Yeah, he's probably king of the pirates. Yeah. 
um, when Roger and Whitebeard were really running on wrecking shit, they were probably in such a class of their own that Navy did not classify them as emperors. They're just like, nah, we just need to do something about these guys. Like, they're fucking nuts. Like, but yeah. why didn't have the title of emperor? The birth of once Roger was cleared out of the way and Whitebeard is kind of nomadic as a pirate, that let Big Mom, that let Kaido, that let um, whoever we think was there right before Shanks. That I don't think them. anyone was there before Shanks. I, I think, well, I think, we think Shanks became an emperor after Big Mom and Kaido, don't we? Yeah, but I think it's because he was able to prove himself. If Luffy, because we assume that there's always been four emperors, mm-hmm. but it's just as plausible. If Luffy's is considered the fifth emperor, you just come um, that you don't have to replace. Yeah, you just hit a certain status in the world where it's like, oh my God. This guy could sink an entire country. Okay, that's I'll, I'll give you, you know, that. Um, and so I, I go, now I'm curious, though. What did Shanks do to become an emperor? And I, I would love to get that story. Because that, I, think it has, I think it has something to do with the Gorosei. I, that's why he's able to just fire. walk into, I, that's why he just walked into marriage walk. That'd be fire. But see, all of those storylines, because now that they actually have a purpose interconnecting, I think we don't get any hard. The only emperor I think we get a separate backstory from is if we get a, cause we need one more black Blackbeard backstory. We've obviously gotten one, um, but we, we clearly need another one. Cause homie is bigger than just, I stowed away on Whitebeard's crew and now I'm here. Um, yeah. So I think all of those emperor storylines though, are going to, we're going to get them back to back to back. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I'll re- revise my, I'll revise my episode count, my chapter count, because I agree. I think we'll get a teaser, kind of oh, like absolutely. what we did with. We'll get a teaser like we did with Big Mom. We got a little teaser with Whitebeard at the end of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, Blackbeard, we've gotten a couple teases. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if we got at least one chapter devoted to Kaido's past where he's just kind of reflecting on his life. I agree. I think we'll see. I, I, I think we'd get one whole chapter, I think, where you get young Kaido and then because Oda does this thing where he makes characters you wouldn't expect simp- you to be. He'd make you sympathetic towards them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katakuri's an example. Um, actually, most of the children in Big Mom's crew is an example. Uh, the witch... Let's go. All right. It's okay, brother. You see what I'm saying? We can watch sports and do a podcast. That's my life. (laughs) All I know is Padres are in game three, and I'm really excited. This is a really good game. I was – it was six to two uh, when I pulled into – at like 645, and I was really sad because I was like, damn, they're just not playing well. And then I ate dinner – uh, and, and checked my phone right before coming in here, and it was 6-5, and then they got a home run, and it was suddenly 6-6, and I went, <laughs> and now, and they finished 11-9, dude. That's not a fucking baseball score. <laughs> That's a football score. That's a boring football game. <laughs> That's facts. Anyway, uh, we're, we're, we're in manga podcast. Yes. Who, who, are, who are the Padres? What's, um, what's a Bronco? I could see Kaido getting like a because you'll probably get um, similar to everybody else is like 
you'll get the whole like, oh, Luffy reminds me of this. And you'll probably get a flashback of Kaido when he fought whoever he is deemed worthy over his life. We'll get one of those. Yeah. Um, and it, honestly, it could be Odin because that'd be kind of a cool way. We might get a two chapter more send off than what we got. Like there might have been another encounter he had with Odin outside of just shooting him in a po- boiling pot of water. Um, <laughs> and it was oil. Excuse oh, that's, you. That's, your that's oil. Is it's, it's much worse. Yes, but. You, you'll get – we'll probably get that, but I don't think we'll get a fully fleshed out one. Um, I think right now we're just aiming for fights. And I think because you've got the – we've got Scary Cat Dog and we've got really the only player that's not very actively involved, which is weird, I think, is um, like King is like the most – I don't want anything to do with you fucks ever. Like – well, I feel like a lot of shit's happening very, very quickly. And so King and Queen are just regrouping. Well, Queen's out there. Queen has a fucking Queen, Queen just went gun. down. Queen's fighting right now, right? Yeah, Queen Queen's brought out a fight fucking Luffy. Gatling gun. She was like, yeah. X Drake ran off and she's like, bitch, you think you can get away? Or he or she, whatever, whatever identifies that. Like, Queen's out there. Jack is obviously yeah. out there. King swooped in, hit Sanji, and I'm not even sure if he's still around Sanji anymore. And Kaido was full-blown in the middle of this. Like, I think King is... Uh, how would you put it? King is... King don't give a fuck. It's so... It's weird to me. But King is, like, the most passive, aggressive fucking... Not even passive aggressive. He's just he just don't care. Kind of jumping to Queen though. Do you think, like, do you think those bullets were laced with, like, some poison or something? I think they got something because X Drake was shocked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Queen is it's Queen the Plague, so that's that's his that's their name. Let's go, let's go, and another touchdown. Let's go. I don't know um, what that's like. I'm a Chargers fan. Fam, Denver has Denver has fifty million dollars on the IR, and two two more guys got hurt today. Like I'm just so sick of shit. Like we had. All right, Padres catcher got hit in the face with a bat the day like the game the last game before uh, the playoffs. So I was, he he was like massaging his jaw and walked off the field, and I went, "Fuck." <laughs> Denver had like. Like, I was so excited for the season, and then our best player on defense and our best player on the team tears his ACL the last play of practice before the season starts. Uh, we are currently missing our quarterback, starting running back, right tackle, wide receiver one, cornerback one, and one of our linebackers. And this week we had our defensive line, our best defensive lineman. I'm just like – and people are like, yo, y'all suck. I'm like – Nigga, we don't even get a chance to be like whether we were gonna suck or not. It's like it's like the year everyone was like, there was the year that Brady snapped his leg, and everyone was like, "Wow, New England sucks." And it's like, uh, they lost Brady. <laughs> what do you mean New England sucks? And then he came back and he won like every other fucking Super Bowl. It's just it's so oh it just it's, it's been hard to watch. I'm like. And and like I always love like I'm always gonna love Denver, but it's like damn dog, what the fuck am I watching? I can't be mad at him. Like they're losing games, and I'm like, because they they've been competitive even with all the injuries. So I'm like, am I mad? Like, we're you're missing 
literally starters at four, five very critical positions. And I'm like, and it's your quarterback. Like, quarterback out, best players out, best receivers out. I'm like, fam, what the fuck do I like, – I, I don't got expectations. I'm just like yeah. – I'm watching the games and I'm like, maybe someone does something. I don't know because these are backups on top of – our backups got hurt. Dude, and now our I, tight end got hurt. And I'm like – I know this is a one-piece podcast, oh. but like I didn't know that that 22-year-old that the Chargers signed wasn't their starting quarterback. Oh, I was like, yeah, uh, Herbert? Justin Herbert or the black one, Tyra Taylor? Justin Herbert. I thought Justin Herbert was our starter. He's not. No. He's, no, the other one is. And <laughs> apparently he punctured his lung, so yeah. he's out for a bit. And I'm like – I was like, oh, wait, what game did he play? I was asking my mom. I was like, what game did he play? And she was like, oh, he played the, the first game of the season. And I was like, oh, the one where I thought they didn't look good? <laughs> oh, Okay. It's, they look like they look like a, absolute trash. <laughs> All right, but they won that game. Yeah, but they didn't look good. They didn't deserve that win. Hey, I'll be. I'm a Chargers fan. I'll be the first one to tell you they didn't deserve that. <laughs> hey man, I'm taking wins where I can get them at this point. We got fifty million dollars, fifty-two million dollars now on IR. Like I'm taking any win we can get. Nah, man. Padres just won their first at-home playoff game since 1998. So <laughs> I'm. I'm, I'm more on the San Diego side right now. Uh, uh, this is my last sports comment because it's not the sports podcast. Anyway, we got to get to dinner. I know. The Minnesota <laughs> the Minnesota Twins – we're not going to be able to finish dinner, but I'm going to really start dinner. The Minnesota Twins, um, the baseball team, have not won a playoff game since 2004. They've been seven times. They are 0 for their last 18. They haven't won a playoff game, not a series – a game. The niggas have been swept every single time they've gone. Padres haven't been in the playoffs since we were in eighth grade. Dog. <laughs> since like seventh grade. I, I think it was seventh grade, not even eighth. I think Dog. eighth oh, grade four. was the year they all went to. Oh, four. Nigga, he was nine. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, ten. Bro, you were I'm ten sorry. in oh, four. Them, you oh. were ten when the niggas finally won a game. But at least, but at least they had an opportunity. Padres haven't had an opportunity. I think they've lost. Bro, you, you can't. You can't. Straight? I wouldn't even be excited about the oh, playoffs. I'll tell no you more. exactly. I'll tell you exactly how you lose eighteen fucking games straight. Uh, you are a San Diego team. Doug, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be excited if they made the playoffs no more. I'd be like, ah, oh, like, oh, we're in the playoffs again this year. It's like, nah, nigga, no, we're not. No, <laughs> we're the spot. No one was more upset to see the Padres playing the Cardinals than me. I was like, they're playing them first. Every time they've gone to the playoffs, the Cardinals have taken them out. It's like, and I'm like, I was really sad. I I was just they got they got a game in game three, baby. There you go. Game um, three, baby. Here we go. Hey, Tatis is a star. That's a fact. That's what um, I'm saying, dude. He's so- a star. Machado's a star. Myers is a star. Come on. Come on. The um what do you catcher call that took a bat to the face is great. <laughs> he, his jaw's broken, but he's fine. <laughs> On to dinner. Um and I'm You're not gonna right. be able I'm not gonna be able to fi- we're not gonna be able to finish this one, but what I do think it is um, it's eight forty six. Okay. Yeah. I got ten more minutes. So and I brought this up last week, but I did want to 
uh, start the conversation at least, but I could probably bitch about or talk about this topic for literally hours. Um, and it is uh, the great, I don't, I don't know if it's like the ultimate um, two-handed sword because in one sense, they are incredibly important for anime and manga in America. Like they have a humongous place that can't be, they, they, you can't take it away from them. At the same time, I think they are responsible for the pussification and downplaying of it because of the way they market it. And I am talking about the biggest bitch in the room, and that is for kids. Um, oh man, we're going for, there. So, we so, must be going into a break week. <laughs> so, and we you know this, and we will follow this up on the break week. Um, but I want to get this out. So, for kids, like I said, you can't take away. They put forth a lot of money and a lot of resources into anime and animated shows at a time where it was not proven to work yet. Like literally Tom and Jerry worked and you could say it, it Simpsons and it, like, it's a very short list of yeah. shows that were actually proven to something like four kids has been in anime since 98, 97, 98, I believe maybe in a couple of years before that. So thank you to four kids for that. You are probably a huge reason why we even have anime as successful as it is in America. Yeah. But four kids marketing plan for anime was we are going to, we're going to make this for kids because if you're not really paying attention to it, you're like, Oh, it must be shows and comic, like they're comic books. They must be shows geared for kids while clearly not all manga were designed to be for kids. Now, there was a split. Obviously, there was, um, um, I don't know who the parent company is, but whoever took the more adult shows and ended up spinning that off into Toonami obviously took some of the more darker ones. Uh, this is early Death Note, Trigun, um, um, uh, Gundam got put on here that were clearly more violent. Um, but man, fuck four kids. Yeah, if, man. You if, ever think you the the chef that smokes uh, has a lollipop? I just it's so in a. In a sh I don't think four kids knew what One Piece was. I don't think they, so either. When they bought it, yeah, and they went, what in the first episode, someone's head gets blown off, and they were like, "Fuck, <laughs> how do we how do we make that better?" And they were like, "Oh, I know." We'll make it a little pop gun, a little gun, you know? And uh, I guess he's dead. And what a, it was very confusing. I remember not liking the show as a kid. Uh, it took me a long time to get into One Piece. Because Four Kids ruined it. I think it, Four Kids, I mean, it, our, that rap, though, that, slaps. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. Uh, and this is the problem. That's, right? it's, that's, that's Four Kids. Play. Four kids is kind of like having bad parents. Like your parents, like they raise you, they house you, they feed you, but they could still like teach you piece of shit qualities. And like, where do you draw the line? Like you are still grateful. And I am grateful that four kids brought certain shows over here and gave them animation budgets and took them on at a time where it was not popular. It was probably, it was probably a questionable business move. Like, Hey, yeah. Do you know for sure if you're going to, like, what's your ROI on this? We don't really know. We just know it's successful over here, and we think we can make it work over here. 
But they made like some strange changes though. So like Pokemon's a great example. You know how they eat like rice balls and stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. Four kids in every anime they messed with like changed the rice ball into like a hamburger or a donut. Or they would have a they would have a rice ball and they would call it a donut. And I'm like, that's what? That's because they're they're targeting American children. American an American child is not going to relate to a rice ball. I would I didn't give a shit. But that's <laughs> and and obvious. But that's obviously some the mistake lies. Some fifty five year old in a who may who may will make way more money than I ever see in my entire life came to the conclusion that children, when they see a ball of rice, would go. I can't relate. Let's make it into a hamburger. Redraw that. Like what? What a bizarre it's, what a bizarre it, change. It, fam, there's there are so many things like Like I don't know if those if the people that own four kids ever went to Japan. It it's hard. I don't so, think they did. Let's take two um and, and obviously I brought this up much. So this this conversation works and we'll get more in depth as we have a break week next week is so they had, I, I could argue, the two most influential kid animated shows, right? Four Kids had control of Pokemon and had control of Yu-Gi-Oh! And if you were yeah. growing up, like, those were, if you got, like, the CW in the morning, like, those were, like, the highlighted shows. It's like, oh, shit, yeah. Pokemon's coming on at 9 o'clock. Yu-Gi-Oh!'s coming on at 11 o'clock. And they threw in some other shows in there, too. Um, Challenge uh, Showdown, boys. Yeah, Challenge Showdown, they I'm had. talking about WB, Channel 5. Yeah. Hell and yeah. And once again, I love I love them for that. They gave us a place in the morning to go watch these shows that we love. And at the time of watching them, you don't know any different. At seven yeah. years old, if you're watching Pokemon, you're not like, oh, I know that's not the source material. I know that's not what it's really supposed to happen. You're just watching the show when you're like, oh, that's fucking cool. Homie does Thunderbolt. Ah, motherfuckers is blasting off. Like, you're not going to know. And so... It made me laugh, dude. One of the episodes they cut was the episode that Ash caught 30 Tauros. Uh, in that same episode, Ash had like eight guns pointed at his head for poaching. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I remember going like, oh, did I miss a week? <laughs> hey, yo, let's, let's go. My guys, what the I, shits? I straight up went like, Ash straight up had 30 Tauros. And I was like, I don't know where these came from. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, that's, that's a, that's a problem with them is cause like, um, Pokemon that made severe changes. Like I said, Yu-Gi-Oh, they literally made up an entire concept that changes literally the dynamic of the show. Um, they wouldn't dub certain episodes, um, similar to the Tauros episode. I don't know if that even still today has a dub. Does it? No. Yeah. Like, no, same with, um, the Porygon one. Although the Porygon one, they could have that that one. Don't don't use Thunderbolt in uh, Ultra Space or whatever it's called <laughs> in a uh, in the sci- in cyberspace. Excuse me, because you'll cause half of your country to go into seizures, <laughs> or I'm sorry, epileptic uh, seizures. Yeah, it's good on you, Pokemon. Didn't skip a beat. Made like going strong even today. Most profitable Nintendo franchise. <laughs> gang gang. Um, <laughs> just crippled all of my audience. 
Have you ever? Is there is there another company that is fucked up that bad? Is four kids? Sti- no, no, no. As much as like the Pokemon company did, oh. or whoever whoever produced that Porygon episode. Uh, is there a company that fucked up that bad and is still like the most successful company? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking of like Apple at this point with Foxconn. I'm trying to think of like any company that uses child labor. That, fucked up that bad and yeah, like had like there. collateral damage. So like Samsung comes kind of close where their phones were blowing up on people in planes. That's kind of bad. I mean, Konami is like, Konami has a million faults, and Konami does everything from card games to machines and casinos, and they're they're spread. If someone told you they worked for Konami, they they could literally do anything from design Yu-Gi-Oh cards to sell crack on the corner. <laughs> like, they have a very wide base of. Oh, we do this. Yeah, we Konami had just kind of convinced throws their name on shit at this point and goes, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we own it. We own it. We own it. We own it. <laughs> like Did you know it, we own it? It's just this very um what the fuck? Um uh, oh. Oh. This guy's on football camera. Right um but yeah. No, for um, I don't have more to shit on four kids. Like I said, it's but it's a weird thing because for everything that I could shit on four kids for, and I will have plenty to shit on them for, that we don't have anime in America the way we do today without them. And it's like yeah, the weirdest, I agree. It's we the got weirdest. a bunch of people in this country that went fuck this, and then went give me the actual source material. Like they, it, it's kind of like. <laughs> It's kind of like when you're learning about um, American history and you're like, oh, the dudes on Mount Rushmore must be fantastic. And then you learn like some of that slaves and you're like, oh, cool. Like you find out that one racist uncle you had in your family where you're like, oh, yeah. cool. I got a, I got a racist uncle now, I guess. And that's my, what Four Kids is. My favorite thing about Mount Rushmore is that uh, the dude that built it put his face on it, <laughs> even though he wasn't that good of a president. He was just kind of a fun one. And that's why Teddy Roosevelt's on the fucking thing. He, he put himself next to the first president, uh, the guy that freed the slaves, and who's the other one? Uh, um, Madison? I think so. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know Matt Rush- I, I know Abe Lincoln's on Matt Rushmore. That's about it. Uh, in Washington. The, yeah, I think it's Madison and Roosevelt. I don't know why Madison's on there. <laughs> yeah, but – that's why, like I said, I'll have more to do. That is our dinner conversation, which we'll have to pick up more next week. But yeah, four kids is just this really weird thing in my head. Everything about the last couple of weeks, because um, and Matt's gonna kill me for this because he's been asking me to watch Demon Slayer for the last however long. Um, do it. I was. I read. I'm almost done. Um, but I read the first Yu-Gi-Oh manga. I watched season zero, and I'm like halfway through the GX one right now. Just the manga, okay. so just reading them. And there's just so much shit where I'm like, I get why you couldn't sell kids on this, but gosh, damn. Gosh, yeah, the, damn. The Pokemon manga was pretty good, too. I stopped reading about they finished the Emerald Saga, and that's where I kind of stopped. Um, but I was like, I was like, this is actually pretty wild. Like, there's a whole saga with yellow 
and she is uh, hunt going after Ash because she got word that Ash was kidnapped by Team Rocket and like trapped, and it's actually pretty like crazy. Yeah, no, they have really dark underlying stories, and it's like, yeah, I, like once again, I said I understand. That's where like my biggest thing comes in with. And I gotta go here in thirty seconds, otherwise I'll get shot through the door. Is, um. I'm almost curious if, like, while I'm appreciative of what they did, like, if somebody else took the ball and rolled with it, which is also a whole conversation, like, someone has to do it first, and they marketed it towards adults or middle-aged, so I'm like, man, you could have – like, series are in, are indefinitely changed. Mm-hmm. And it's insane to think that, like, literally there is li- – if you only go off four kids' animation – you literally don't know the story. And yeah. I don't know anywhere yeah. else where it's that prevalent than four kids in anime. Um, but with that being said, so we're going to have to pick that up on the, the break conversation because that is a, I got a whole, it's, it's, it's a huge thing, um, at least in my weird head, because I think about shit like that in the middle of the day. Um, with that being said. Love for you too. All right. Yeah. Appreciate everybody for listening. Appreciate everybody for watching. Um, I've been better about getting the videos up on YouTube. Uh, so please go check this out on YouTube. Check this out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, don't forget the socials at italklot9080, at Hardfell Network, on Instagram and Twitter, at Shadow Riley. Um, and always forgetting dinosaur work no dinosaur workshop i didn't forget that. dinosaur workshop yeah there, there you go see i remember shit i'm a decent friend and um we gonna catch y'all next time peace i have my mouse on the wrong fucking computer good job justin Oof, not even buddy fucking controlling what the <laughs> fuck there we go